We got our early arrivals. I don't like how DJ fans be doing, man. Back again for another week at the barbershop. I'm your host, Mark Gray, playersvoice.com. And we all know my co-host, my brother, my other half, DJ. How you doing, brother? Good, man. What's going on? Living the dream, living the dream. And the man behind the scenes, A1. How you doing, buddy? Great, man. Fans love you, A1. They love to talk about you and your lack of including them in the show. I, I, I will let you. I will let you know that, man, because you are the fans' voice, and they don't feel like they're getting a fair voice. So we, you know, when in doubt, it's your fault. We actually had a friend that said, "Man, who was the other dude that be talking?" Like, they what? Like him? He don't know what he be saying. He don't he say nothing. He, said, like, he don't say nothing. He like, said it's not his job. He said he's terrible. He said he's terrible. No, he said he's terrible. terrible. He said he's terrible. Like, what? Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't talk. He's like, yeah. I know that's the point. Like. Yeah, but his job isn't to talk. Right. His job is, he does a great job of what his job is to do. So that, yeah. that, that, yeah. That's all that matters. I don't think he understood, you know, what his job was. He used to watch more television shows. Either that's what the producers <laughs> right. They stand there and they talk to one, one spoken to <laughs> and they answer questions. And they look. Now, he could be better at the research department because you ask anyone a stat, he will get back to you in weeks. You know, he's the only person who looks at websites that don't even have the player's information on it, which is really weird. But uh, one of our fans, uh, Shakif, was he hit me up today, also blaming A1. And he was saying, weird, he said, uh, he was actually a huge fan of yours. He's like, nah, for real, I actually want to uh, meet DJ. I was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah, he was a huge fan of yours, all the way from Cincinnati, all the way up to the Knicks. Really? Are you from here? Nah, he's from, uh, where are you from, Shakif? I, I met him through um, Alvin. He was, uh, he was Alvin's friend. I know he lived okay. in Carolina. And, but he said he was uh, he said he was a fan of yours from Cincinnati, and uh, he's always actually so my one fan is actually a fan of you. Good stuff, man. DJ's it, a bro. popular dude. I posted the um, show on this website, and one of the dudes said that um, DJ was his favorite basketball player ever from Cincinnati and Cincinnati in college. That was really? DJ? That was DJ himself. <laughs> it was either him or his son, hey, man. Hey, stuff, man. <laughs> they ain't forget about the old boy. Nah, you know what? A lot of people do. Uh, the Cincinnati people do. I mean, that was because that was the. Cincinnati never won national championship. Or been ranked number one. Like, did they have a history like that? They went to the final four with Nick Bang. That's okay. Okay. But I'd imagine that your team was the best team that Cincinnati ever had. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I'm sure that being said, I'm sure uh, you know there's a lot of Cincinnati uh, fans for you. That is good, man. That the people out there love DJ. That's my man. When I hear that they love him, you know what I'm saying? That's that's my brother. So that's always good here. Um, getting into it, it's uh, a lot. A lot, boy, boy, how uh, so many of these fans who were listening last week, uh, you know, jumping all over, burying the boys. And me and DJ were talking before we started the show, and we were in agreement on the same thing. If we can go back and check the tape, we both said you called Golden State in seven. Mm-hmm. I called Golden State in six. We both wanted go. We both thought Golden State was going to win, but wanted OKC. Rooting for OKC mm-hmm. for for the boy Kevin, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, they go up, they're down 3-1. And then the disrespect that starts coming is to the level that both of us independently are like, I can't take it anymore. Now all of a sudden you're rooting for Steph Curry because you're like, all of a sudden everything, this guy's entire resume is called into play and people are questioning whether the 72 was fluke. Last week's champ, last year's championship was fluke. Both his MVPs mm-hmm. are fluke. His place, he's just a score. Colin came on and said, he's just a shooter. And a lot of people keep saying that. And 
in a game where the object is to put the ball in the basket, right. how it is a bad thing that all you're really good at is putting the ball in the basket at a higher rate than anybody else with more, you know what I mean? Like, so let's go ahead and just talk straight right there with down. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to where we ended when they're down 3-1 and let's pick it up from there. What do you, I'm, this is the question I wanted to ask you, right? In a game where, for everything everybody says, is Draymond Green is the emotional leader of the team, right? Yeah. So my question is to you, and he was actually the one playing the worst out of everybody. Absolutely. So when you're in the locker room, and you, you can think whether it's Kmart or whoever else, you're you're rah-rah guy. How does that work when the rah-rah guy is the one stinking it up? Well, you can still be rah-rah. You can do those those things that you need done on defense and being just a vocal leader. Been, you know, inspiring everybody. That don't mean you gotta necessarily hit shots. And Draymond, he was turning the ball over, not hitting shots, but he still, even after it was down 3-1, you know, his press conference, not his press conference, but his interview, he was like, man, you know, we're good. I gotta play better, but it ain't nothing. We, we, they ain't been there before, but they like, they didn't panic the whole time. And in, in the locker room, when the rah rah guy says it, cause mm-hmm. it, 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 does every locker room have one? Most of them. You've been on a team in the NBA that, did you say everybody was nobody was really my, the leader? My Atlanta team, I don't think nobody was rah rah. Our leader was Sharif Abdul Rahimi. He's just as cool as I am. What about Jason Terry? He was young though. He was younger, but you know Jason wasn't a a, a rah rah guy. Isn't he now though? No, he seemed really. like a real leader in Dallas. Not really. Because I remember he was taking on LeBron like head on, like you know. Remember in the finals when he was just like, "I promise you that won't happen again," and da da da. But anyway, so, go ahead. So everyone moves my camera off me. And on he about to knock it over. No, it was, he's more out of his. He's yeah. That, that's good. Okay. Who's okay. you looking at? Mine or his though? Okay. But um, yeah. But anyway, so so when so when this rah rah guy in the locker room that everybody when he's zero for six doesn't don't you say man why don't you play better or is, you know I mean no no because that's just gonna start something with the team I mean it depends on. You know what he's saying. I mean, he knows he if he knows he's not playing well. He knew he wasn't playing well, but that's just offensively. Defensively, he still was, you know, getting his rebounds. He still was playing tough defense and, you know, doing a little intangible things. And that's really what he does. It just, you know, he's took on, you know, more of a role when he started getting triple doubles, when he got paid. Now they let him bring the ball up more. So, you know, he started to feel like and everybody else started to feel like he's this superstar. And he's really not. That's not really, you know, what he does. He just, you know, they allow him to do more than really he's done, you know, in his basketball, you know, even in college, in his first, you know, few years in the league. And that's really not, you know, what he is. Okay. We hate to play the blame game. And it's, you know, is, is there anything you can read better than me, DJ? You see anything over there real quick that you want to, that you, uh, that's jumping out at you? No. I don't want to leave anybody out. Anyone won't tell us anything. No, nobody, nobody, nobody asked the question. Okay. Um, blame game. Where are we assigning or where, where are we assigning what went wrong? You know, the, the names, obviously, uh, coach's name is slipping my head. Uh, what the hell is it called? Donovan. Billy. Uh-huh. Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. Westbrook. Durant. And, you know, waiters, whoever else you want to say, mm-hmm. where are we going to, where are we putting this blame on? The Nothing blame, personal. So Nothing personal. The blame, the blame is on, on the Warriors. 
So you're more, so you so you're just going to make it more about them. Three, I, I, I agree in terms of I think that they're a, a. Actually, I'm still not ready to say they're a better. No, they're a better team. But in Golden State, I mean, they gave up a three. Excuse me, not Golden State. OKC, they gave up a three-one lead. So there's something there. There's something wrong, right? Well, we, I mean, we all expected, um, for for the Warriors to win Game Five. Then once they won Game Five, we like, okay, if they win six. Right. If they win six, right. now, you know, the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. In that game six, the Thunder shot three for 23 from three. The mm-hmm. Warriors shot 21 for 45. And, and the 45 threes. 21. And they made 21 of them. Yeah. And what's crazy is. Clay made 21. That game still was close. They still had to pull that game out. And Oklahoma shot the ball horrible from and even even last night, I thought you know they didn't they didn't play bad, but again seven for twenty seven from three last night. A lot and OKC seventeen for thirty seven. A lot of the numbers that you see. So let's go back game six. I want to say right, and you see the numbers for the last four minutes and forty five seconds, and it's no like essentially nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But turnovers. Yeah. I think they had zero assists in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durant and Westbrook combined for 0 for 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when you look at the numbers and you see that Steph Curry, excuse me, Russell Westbrook and, and, um, Kevin Durant are shooting so badly at such a high volume. Yeah. And then you factor in the other two are shooting at a higher volume with three pointers. You, right. you, you know what I mean? You can't, you're not going to win that way. So, but the thing is, they so soundly beat. Golden State in those first three games and yeah. the first three wins that they got yeah. that it left both of us looking like uh, I don't you know I think we were on the same page and like you know I, I don't want to bury Golden State but I, I don't have an answer for you about what's going to happen and then it happened so what what is it that you saw that was different between OKC in those first four games and those last three games well Golden State's a championship team and, mm-hmm. and they they've been there they won one and they had to adjust and 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 we got everybody talking about oh Steve Kerr getting out coach, he shouldn't have been coach of the year. Oh, Russell, Russell Westbrook is you know he's better than Steph now. Steph's laying the egg, and in, now they in the media basically trashing these guys like seventy three wins for no reason, and and they hear that stuff and the whole time Golden State is like cool we're gonna be okay we're fine, and they came out and they shot the ball better. I mean the threes they hit the last two games. It's it's gonna be hard. It's hard to beat a team. And and the crazy thing is, I thought Oklahoma played well. The threes that they actually hit, they can't be guarded. The shots Clay was making in Game Six, unbelievable. And that's what it took to beat that OKC team. While we're here, we're gonna make our weekly checkup. While you mentioned the boy's name, for those who are following, for the past month or so, me and DJ have had a debate about strictly scoring. I, I want to repeat that again. Strictly. <laughs> Scoring before anybody jumps out there. So if you're new to the barbershop, but if you're not new, you already know where we're going with this. <laughs> Strictly scoring. This is our Stephen A. Uh, skip sort of thing where we. This is this is the thing that we're not. I'm not. This is the Tony Romo sort of thing where you can keep it on. Yeah. Strictly scoring. Yeah. Okay. I said Clay Thompson was better than Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. in which Pip, in which DJ said no. So I'm gonna give you the opportunity to change it. I'm gonna change mine, and now you say is he better than Pippen scoring. Score all the way. Best score ever left, man. He's better than Mike. <laughs> he's, he's better than Mike. I mean, he's I, better than, I mean, I'm just joking, but I'm moving him up like 
You kind of changed it into just just scoring. scoring. Yeah, scoring. No, I didn't. A one. Was that not the point from the? It was, it was always just scoring. See, I feel like Scotty just scores in more ways. He's, I mean, he, that, he posts up mid range transition dunk left hand right hand. He scores in more ways. Clay just shoots the ball so well, and, and he's kind of you know he's kind of in, in the offense that they play in. You know, he's not really creating a shot like that. He could post up on certain guys, but he's in transition just pulling up. He's running off a million screens, and he's just catching it and going up with it. Scotty can go out there and get a bucket. And, and that's fine. But when we're talking caution, like, first, when I've read, when I when I saw the list of quarters that he's had, where it's like, these aren't fluke. Like, he mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. several. He doesn't have one 20-point quarter. Like, yeah. he has several 20-point yeah. quarters. And when I'm watching it, every time it happens, I text A1, and I'm like, this Pippen don't do this. Like, there's no, like, when that boy is locked in, he, you can now, and I'm not even trying to be trapped in the moment. When a locked in Clay Thompson, on fire Clay Thompson is a good a scorer. Like, he's putting up points, he's putting up points on the board at a, at a rate that, you know, very few people can do. Shakif says, strictly scoring, he's better than Pip. Pippen jumper went on vacations often. That, well, yeah. Tico Wilson says, I agree, Clay a better shooter, not score. But what, what, at what point, so you mean to tell me, like, Scotty Pippen was capable of scoring 37 points in a quarter? I mean, if, 37 if, if, you, be, if you want to use that, nobody else has done it. Okay, but, okay, so 20, you can't say that. Yeah, but how many hit, but you see how many times he's capable of doing it. Okay, so that's one performance, obviously. But the thing is, is it's not unusual for him to score a 20 point quarter. No, nah, but the, the game is just different now. Now everybody, especially the way they play, everybody just Jacking them threes after threes right, after threes. Pippen couldn't them, do that even if they allowed him. If they allowed him, we to. don't. But the game is different. If he, if the game was like that, I'm pretty sure he shot more threes and he'd have worked on threes more. The game they played was an inside game. You had to really work for your buckets back then. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. They play a free game where they run Bush. up and down, and you got the best shooter ever, and he draws all this attention, and he's kicking it back to you, and you're getting open and just knocking out yeah, shots. The, the shots he was hitting when he's on fire, it don't matter. And if like he's, mm-hmm. he, you know, that's hey. you're a shooter, you're an NBA level shooter. You mm-hmm. made the NBA as a shooter. Mm-hmm. When you see that, what are you saying? I saw Steph's face, and he was like, Whoa. "It's unbelievable." I'm like Clay's biggest fan. Yeah, I've been saying Clay's the best two guard in the league for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Even better than you know, I've been arguing with guys over the James Harden thing, and and he plays defense so well. Yes, and, yes, yes, and go down and, and and can you know throw up thirty on you easy every uh, every year. A guy who nobody talks about their defense. They draw in the playoffs. They, they, you know, they, they step it up with Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard or Paul, mm-hmm. and nobody ever talks about them until they play. You see them seven games. You're like, wow, this guy is a defensive specialist. Mm-hmm. I think Amon Shumper, these names that come up. I think now it's time to put Clay Thompson. He needs to start getting his respect defensively. Yeah. He wasn't on none of the defensive teams. I, if it was, it was third. So, and I don't huh? think he was, it's but if crazy. it was, if it was, it was third. It's and crazy. nobody ever mentions his name. I'll take when him it comes over to AV Bradley. I, I would take him over AV Bradley defensively any day. Avery Bradley does the on-ball thing, but yeah, I mean, but so does Clay. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Off-ball, different position. He's bigger. But, I agree. I agree. And I, he has the, you know, his energy on offense also. I'm willing to call him the sec. I'm willing to call him the best two guard in basketball. The, the Harden thing, I'd entertain it as a debate. Neither one of us are Harden fans, um, and so I, I want to use that as a disclaimer. Like I'm just <laughs> not a Harden fan at all. What about um Jimmy Butler? Not even in the same. Um, no, I don't want to take that. Good. Jimmy he's can just, play he's both sides. He can play both sides of the ball, but he's not. He's not there offensively yet. I mean, he he can score his twenty. He's gotten a lot better, but um, not not like them guys. When I see what Clay Thompson is doing, 
it is so if you like basketball, it is so fun and entertaining and and jaw dropping. And then you look to yourself and you say, "There's only two people on the planet who can do that, and they're on the same team." Like yeah, there's there's only Steve Kerr has the option to deploy two missiles. You know what I mean? Like he has two missiles at the same time. You know the, the guys that are not only when we say capable of scoring twenty points in a quarter, like it's pretty normal. You know, if you watch the fast breaks when they come down, and it's just in a normal since we've since we've been taught at age eight when you do the three on two weaves in basketball, mm-hmm. you know, it's you go to the basket, you go to the basket. These guys on a fast break are running mm-hmm. to the three point mm-hmm. lines. You know, mm-hmm. so like on that clip that um Stephen Jackson decided you want to break down on Steph Curry, it's a fast break. Stephen, Kevin Durant hustles down the court. Yeah. Steph Curry just decides that he's stopping six feet behind the three-point line on a fast break. Yeah. And that is game-changing sort of situations. And when you have that, so to answer somebody like Colin who says, you know, what does Steph Curry do other than shoot the ball? Let you speak on that. I, I, I thought Colin, and I know he's smarter than that. Because when I heard him say that, I'm like, do you really believe that? I, mean, I think it was a ratings Thing, yeah, that had to be a ratings thing. Trying to get attention. Because there's no way he believes that. Steph is probably one of the best finishers in our game. Left hand, right hand. Did you see the left hand floater he did before up. the half with, with Kevin and Ibaka, two seven-foot-plus wingspan Dude, athletic guys. So left was... hand, high off the glass. I mean, and he does that all the time. He's one of the best finishers at the rim in the game, and he doesn't really – get the credit for that so when i heard colin say that i'm like that's just disrespectful and he makes the right pass and you know they always talk about how horrible his defense is and and i've been telling guys oh yeah that's just a myth that kid plays defense you think so so and then uh, just uh, finish up where westbrook was laughing so you mm-hmm. do think he's an underrated defender absolutely i've been saying it all year like i'm like you gotta watch the game some people if they say something about you and it's just going to stick. Everybody's right, going right, to right, right, right. So I'm, I'm watching all these games. I'm telling guys, I'm unwinding plays. I'm like, look at this. Look at this. Play after play. I'm like, they're calling this guy a bad defender. Russell, Russell Westbrook defends no better than Steph. Matter of fact, he gambles so much. Even in a lot of these games, he's giving up plays just gambling, trying to get a steal. But he'll never get called up for it because he, he plays so hard. He's stronger. And he he does make defensive plays. But I, Steph makes. The, like the play on the play on Kevin and the play on Russell, you know, at the close at the end of that game six, yeah, I, or I five. Agree. It might have been five, five or six. When it, when it comes to defense, I feel like so much of that is myth based, and that once somebody says it, mm-hmm. it's a fact. You know, exactly. Like, and, and 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 it goes both ways. Once somebody says that you're a great defender yeah. and you're a lockdown defender, yeah. you're a lockdown defender, right. and, and nobody questions it. You know what I mean? And nobody ignores the fact that what's mm-hmm. going on. And then when people say you're not playing defense, because I'm there for a while, you know. Melo stepped it up in a, it was a couple handful of guys who would be like, yo, Melo plays good defense. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? There's like, but the stigma was already there. So yeah. it's just like, oh, he doesn't guard anybody. He doesn't guard anybody. And I think it was Chuck or one of them was like, you know, the dude is, he's, he's made an effort and he's, and you know, he's done right. his best to try right. and get better. And he's no longer, I mean, he might not be the defensive player of the year, but you know, this idea that he's just letting everybody score. Right. See, but Melo, Melo, Melo plays defense when he wants to. I've seen Melo really dig down and be like, man, I'm about to, you know, Strap up right here, and it's been you know a possession or two, and but it's been different for him because he haven't he hasn't played on a great defensive team. The Warriors is a great defensive team. All of them guys play defense. They they winning championships out there, and they acting like Steph just letting guys go to the basket and score on them. And that's he led the league in steals. And they tried to say like okay, Allen Iverson did that too. Their steals aren't the same. You know, Allen's my guy, but Steph. 
He tries harder on defense. Right, Steph tries harder than uh than than Iverson on defense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I I. Hey, trust me. If you when it when it comes to stuff like that, I know you watch basketball. We both watch a lot of basketball, and I know you see things uh, that I wouldn't see. Allen is super quick, long arms, and he can get to the ball quick. Steph's, you know, he's quick too, but he's he has good hands. He anticipates well. Right. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say the anticipation. Yeah, and he actually is a good three or four inches taller yeah. than 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 um than than Iverson. But what did you see different? From the goal, what, what sacri- what, excuse me, what, um, OKC was doing winning than when they were losing. I have a theory, so I'll let you go first. I always like to compare and see what um, you saw versus what I saw. Well, the Warriors start hitting shots and OKC stopped hitting shots. It was just, it was just that simple. I mean, OKC, they started off and they, they did it the whole series. They switched everything. So by them switching everything, Steph's not coming off open. Clay's not coming off open. You know, they forcing up, you know, a lot of bad shots. So what happened is, you know, Steph started to take his time and once he got the switch with a big man on him, now in a, in a big, in a big man, we're not even playing bad defense. He get a little bit of space and he's just throwing it up there and it's going in. And even with like one shot on Kevin last night, great defense. You know, he did four or five moves. Kevin's right there. He gets that little bit of space, throws it up. Kevin's right in his face, bottles. And that's stuff, that's stuff that you can't, you can't defend. Whatever they talk about, in their game plan and what they're like, we're going to switch and, you know, contest these shots. They did it. And the shots just still went in. Like the, the Russell Westbrook, the shot that Clay hit on him in game six, held the ball on the side, and Russell just was on that left side. He just raised from 35 feet. There's nothing you could do about that. Yeah, uh, they asked Kerr after the game, you know, did you have, while Clay was hitting those shots, did you have any of them that you thought that you were, like, not a fan of? He said, the one, and I already knew which one he was talking about. He was like, you know, it was Clay, you know, but staying Steph, you, you just kind of live with it. But he was like, the one shot, I must admit, I wasn't a fan of. But when it goes in, what, you know, yeah. when he pulled up from I, 10 feet behind yeah. the three point line at the top of the key with, I mean, nothing but time on the shot clock. And I mean, Clay's, when they hit bottom, they just, I mean, they go yeah. straight in there. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, missiles, right. like heat seeking missiles right in there. And he squares those two shoulders and it's pretty. It, it, it is pretty Beautiful. and it's entertaining, Beautiful. man. And, and the confidence that both of them shoot it with. And you kind of ask yourself, how, how did this happen? You know what I mean? That these two guys are on the same team at the same time doing the same thing. And, and, and it's crazy because two, two more, maybe one or two more misses in game six and the series is over. OKC. You know, once Eagle Dollar got the steal from Westbrook and he passed it, Clay running full speed. Mm-hmm. He passed it up to, to, um, Clay. Now Eagle Dollar passed it up to Clay. Kevin's running with him. He running full speed, catches, stop on a dime. KD right in his face, bottoms. Did you? Like, s- you can't defend that. What do you, What do you make of KD and Russell's performance down the stretch? And when I say the stretch, I mean mm-hmm. the last three games, the close, the game, the closeout game in six, mm-hmm. and then seven, just all the way around. Um, I seen to me, it seemed like a little bit of reverting back to old habits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got it got. It got kind of rough at the end because them guys started hitting shots and, you know, turn, a few turnovers happened. So now I feel like they didn't know what to go to. And that's what happens when you got two guys on your team that's with like Russell and KD where who do you go to? You don't know who to go to. Like at Cleveland with your big three, you know LeBron's going to get the ball. And okay, you know, I mean, with the Warriors, you know Steph's going to get the ball. He'll, if Clay will get a shot, if he passes it to him. So what OKC is like, okay, you know, Kevin just um, off the double team, you know, he passed the ball behind Ibaka, turnover. But then Russell came, then Russell turned the ball over like three straight times. Kick one out of bounds. 
Eagle Dollar stripped them. They they turn the ball over a lot yeah. at the, at at the, the a game. You'll look up and you look. Westbrook is is a is a box score maniac. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he looks mm-hmm. amazing. And yeah. you'll say thirteen assists with three turnovers, and you yeah. say, "Wow, this is you know John Stockton." Yeah. Except for the problem is, is the three turnovers always seem to come at the very worst time in the game. Right. Um, the thirteen assists would lead you to believe that he's out there making sure everybody's eating, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like that's one of the things where you watch and you're like, ah, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the stat is that shows you maybe the stat. How many mm-hmm. times he came out the court and didn't pass to anybody? Right. Maybe that's a stat that, be, that right. needs to start being kept. Right. You know what I mean? But it, it looked like, as TJ always says, and it's one of my favorite TJ quotes, quotes excuse me, is that, you know, everybody practices everything, and, but when the bullets go live, mm-hmm. you're going to revert back, you know, when right. they talk, whether it's we're talking about Tebow and his new throwing motion yeah. or this guy and the new thing. Mm-hmm. It's when thing, and I felt like once, when, when OKC was firing all cylinders, and Westbrook sharing the ball with everybody, and it's it was, I think it was game one or game two. Game two looked like every single shot OKC took went in, mm. and at that point, Westbrook's willing to share the ball to everybody, and right. everybody's eating. I get fifteen assists, you know. Everybody's eating ten. KD went like ten for fifteen. Looks mm. good. Now what happens is we go to down the, the court, excuse me, five times in a row without a bucket, and Westbrook says, "The hell with it. The hell with the keep passing to Stephen Adams and this guy and that guy. Mm-hmm. It's my turn." Right. And then next thing you know, he's shotting the ball three times in a row down the court. Right. And now KD is saying, yo, you know, what's good? I need right. my three times, which, which Westbrook has no problem sharing the ball with KD. Yeah. So, and then now you look up and we're getting back to what we were talking about during the season is that the last 10 trips down the court, nobody not, nobody named that who wasn't named Westbrook or Durant has taken a shot. But I, I want the ball more in Durant's hand. I mean, he, he kind of brought them back in the, um, the fourth quarter. He scored like seven straight and, um, and then you know, stuff got fouled in the three point line, and that kind of and that hurt him a lot. But KD was ten for nineteen last night. He got he got to take more more shots. He he spent the first quarter quarter and a half deferring. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it looked like he was um, trying to get everybody else going. Right. And um, next, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, they spent wow, it looked like Golden State dominated the entire game. The fact is, I mean, there were times where Golden State just killing, 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 and you look, and they're still down seven. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the most of the game, it felt like Golden State was up, but OKC was actually up the majority of the game. And then, I don't know if you remember when I was talking about the series before in, in uh, San Antonio, and I'm talking about when they're up, you know, 40 points, and all of a sudden the lead is down to nine, and Westbrook takes an ill-advised shot, mm-hmm. the three, it goes in, game over, da-da-da, it was a nine-point lead, now it goes to 12. And remember, and remember, I was saying. Now he misses that shot, and that's a game changer. Right. Same situation happens in this one here. You know, they were down. They had cut the lead, like you said. Kevin was balling, balling. They cut the lead to four. I want to say. Yeah. And he comes down. You trying to get me in there? Yeah, good. Okay, that's better. And he comes down and takes one of those ill-advised threes with plenty of time left on the clock. And what was, you know, if we could score on this trip here, we're down two. They come down. He he misses a three. They come down on the long end, and they hit a three. So instead of dealing with a two-point game, we're now looking at a seven-point game. And Russell couldn't really buy three the last few games. And I hate, and I hate what he does. Terrible ones. Did you see? No, I hate because he, what he tries to do is, you know, he'll take a, he'll take a three. Then, like yesterday, he took a three. Iguodala closes out. He smacked Iguodala on the head, falls. He's trying to get a foul call. And I'm so glad that the ref, you know, even though, you know, I wanted, you know, OKC, you know, to, to, to move on. I'm so glad that the ref don't. Reward. The one you're talking stuff, about, James Harden does it all the time, and I hate it. The one that he, the one that you're talking about, though, 
it screamed desperation. I mean, yeah. he, he kicked up his legs, yeah. his hands, and yeah. everything at the point where, I mean, the people are looking at him like, really? And it was a bad shot. Right. And I felt like there was three shots or so of Westbrook's, particularly from the three-point line, yeah. that were just terrible, mm-hmm. terrible shots. And it almost looked like, I mean, Westbrook is a 33% free throw shooter, three-point yeah. shooter. So, you know, the reason that he's trying to match Steph Curry three for three, mm-hmm. n- not, a, not a good look. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Billy Donovan, I, I gotta see Cantor more. You know, Cantor comes in, he played 10 minutes the last two games. He's still got like eight points, five rebounds, and you got, you know, as good as Steven Adams has been playing, you know, he's having nine points, 10 points in 35 minutes. And, <laughs> right, right, and, and right. I'm also, I'm also, I gotta see Morrow in my game. You got that one good game, maybe two good games, but I'm thinking it's one from Anthony Robeson mm-hmm. and He's getting the wide, most wide open shots in the world. And he, he's not making, he's not making many of them. If Morrow's out there, the, is, the floor is open for Kevin. The floor is open for Russell. And, and if, if they switching everything on defense, it ain't like Golden State is this one on one team where it's the, okay, we're going to ISO Morrow. And they're not going to do that. They're going to run their plays. They're going to keep moving out the ball and they switching everything anyway. So you can afford to have them out there. Last night we got into a debate. You weren't on there. And somebody was upset at the fact that KD was screaming at Robertson when he threw him the ball and he didn't shoot that shot. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Isn't that guy have to shoot that shot? If you're not, then why are you out there? I mean, KD drew the double team, kicked mm-hmm. it to him. I mean, he was wide open. Mm-hmm. And KD's like, dude, shoot the ball. Well, for, for him, a guy who's such a bad shooter, maybe sometimes he don't make many. And it's, no, no, and but it's horrible and it's ugly. He, his confidence, his confidence not there. But you realize he was shooting 40% for the series. So I bet you didn't know that. I mean, I, so I, I I'm, I'm not here I to s- sell you on him as a shooter I by didn't. any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's not. He's not a good shooter. But I mean, Jason Kidd wasn't a good three-point shooter. Yeah, 40, yeah, 40 from three. Um, There's a lot of times that happens because the guys Jason Kidd might take might four be out of top ten. two, top three, or one all-time three-points made. He's like third. Which yeah, I'm all-time yeah, three-pointers yeah. made. Which is, he he, he turned, can't shoot he turned, a lick. That ain't true. Jason Kidd turned himself into a, a really good shooter. A really good wide open. If it let Jason my, both Kidd, my feet I'm not going to be disrespectful and put him on the same conversation shooting wise as Anthony Robeson. No, 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 no. The no, worst no. shooting two guard <laughs> with him and Tony think, Allen in the league. I was thinking more of like the Bruce Bowen category. What is the Bruce Bowen? Bruce Bowen's a lot better shooter. No, I'm talking about Robeson. Jason Kidd. I'm talking about Jason Kidd, Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen, I mean, Bruce Bowen wasn't a great shoot. He shot 40% still. Right. He took selective wide right, open right, shots. Right, 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 right. And that's why I felt like Jason I'm okay was... anytime Robeson wants to shoot the ball. Rabbits mm-hmm. from three, Rabbits from 15. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. If you're the defense, you mean? Yeah, if I'm the defense. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. I got you. Nah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And you got, and you got to match, you want to match shots with Golden State. And you got one of the best shooters in the league sitting on your bench and Anthony Morrow. And you got KD. First of all, if he's out there, them doubles might not come. If they do, Morrow's knocking it down. I got you. Going forward, OKC, it, if you're the GM. Right. She keeps it. Bowen can only hit from the corner. You're right. you're right. Bowen. Yeah. Yeah, he made a career out of that. Yeah. And, I mean, he's probably – I'm willing to bet if there was a stat for most three-pointers from the corner, yeah. I'd imagine he's the all-time leader in uh, three yeah. corner threes, him yeah. and uh, Morrow uh, yeah. Ely. And he's real selective with him. I was – I was oh, when I played for them, I was on a bench a few times, and I'm like, man, I wish that was me. If you don't take that shot – and, you know, cause he feel like if anybody closing out, he's not going to take it. Cause they, them guys, some of them guys, they play their percentages. But they but, know they shoot 40. They want to keep it at 40. But here's the thing though, DJ, and, and which, correct me if I'm wrong. 
don't you have the respect for a guy like Bruce Bowen, right, who, like you always say, his only way to stay on the team is to play defense, yeah. right? So now he plays his tough defense, and what happens is nobody guards you. So you say to yourself, man, listen, if nobody's going to guard me, I know that I'm going to have to learn how to make, because he couldn't score a lick. Right. And you say, man, I'd imagine he probably locked himself in the gym mm-hmm. and just worked on, and not for the sake of being a baka, like, well, yeah, I'd like to introduce the three-point to my offense arsenal, mm-hmm. but, hey, if these guys are going to just leave me open all game long, my team, I need to be able to hit a wide open three. No, nobody, they're not, they never draw up any plays for him. That's not right. the, that's not designed. It's not, you know, inside out with two man game with Bruce Bowen. Right. But it's, if you're going to leave me wide open, I have to be able to capitalize if I want to stay on the court. And he did that. Right. Well, like I told you before that the Spurs probably had the best shooting coach in the league. And, you know, Kawhi wasn't a great shooter coming out of the league, coming into the league. And, um, guys go over there and they're, all of it, their shots get better. Yeah. Nah, he, uh, Hats off to hats off to now. I remember you always have told me about the um shooting coach over there on the Spurs. OKC, what do you, what do you say next? What's what's next? Can can the new the, the new narrative today is you will never and I never like when people say stuff like that because I, my the person I always bring up is Dirk. When people always say you know that this idea that you can never do something with so and so, so the idea is that you can you'll never any team with Russell Westbrook as the lead decision maker will never win a title. What do you think about OKC going forward? What do you think about Kevin? If you're Kevin, in terms of what should I do with my uh, free agency? There's no telling. Only he knows. Because I don't. I don't know. I don't know everything that's going to come into into play with why he would leave or why he would stay. I've always thought that. Um, I'm he, talking he, about. So one, let's get this clear. We're not saying that this is anything anybody's told you. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is not any inside information. Right. This is and two, I'm I'm talking. I'm not talking about whether he wants to live here, whether he wants to live in OKC, whether because I'm talking about strictly as a fan GM. We're talking about 100% basketball. What do you think makes the best sense for him? If, assuming, which I'm sure it is, mm-hmm. his goal is to win the NBA title. Okay. Where do you think KD can position himself and and just thunder all the way around? What do you think the thunder is? This Thunder team good enough to win a championship as constituted? If his goal is to win a title, the I, I would say the the best thing would probably be. I mean, they they got a great young team over there in OKC. They they should be in this finals right now. You know, it, t- it took it took it took some crazy shots to go in. You know, for them not to be in this finals. And um, but I think if he if he can get over there in, in San Antonio and their big three be Kawhi. Kevin and Aldrich, it would be unfair because Pops, you know, they, they think about that. Kawhi, is that is that even mathematically possible? Absolutely. Okay, it's, uh, that, that 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 can happen. And if, okay. and if that and if that can happen, I think it'd be unfair giving Pops that much ammunition because them guys are good already. You know what? You know what? Just Kawhi getting better, Lamarcus Aldridge getting better. I didn't even you can put about anybody that. else around him. I, I, again, that, I'm, I'm, you just introduced something that I never thought about in terms of that big three. Mm-hmm. Again, with what we just watched with Golden State, I wonder if that's enough offensive firepower. It, if, because it, it'll get just, ugly for Golden State. If, if that's, if that's put together, it'll get, it'll get ugly for Golden State. And believe me, and being coached by, by Pops, Pops, they're going to play the right way. Kevin's going to get shots. In, in the, in the spots that he want to get his shots. Interesting. So if, if, with that three that you just, 
and 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 then I guess the same pieces, the Danny Greens and the Tony Parker mm-hmm. and whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Whoever. Um, would you would you, would that team be the, your favorite going into next year's championship? Yeah. Okay. I did. I I've never thought about that. At, I I didn't even know that that was uh. Because I don't know what Aldridge's contract situation is, and when well, I guess he just signed he it, just right? signed yeah. it, yeah. And Kawhi, Kawhi just signed, just signed it. it, and mm-hmm. you said they still have enough money to to give well, Kevin. Well, the money, the money's about to go up. I'm assuming, you know, if if championships is all he is, it's the only thing that we're worried about. Then yeah, there. But the if money, it's about being getting all your money, you stay in Oklahoma. So okay. if you want to be more marketable, then you go to L.A. or New York. Because we don't know how much moving around is going to happen this summer. They talk about, you know, God trading, where his cousin's going to go. They talk about trading the Okafor. That's what I was going to say, Okafor yeah. out of, out of so Philadelphia. We got to see where all the pieces go. What? So what do you think about OKC? What do you think about, what do you think about Westbrook? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Westbrook narrative. Okay. I was real, I was real, I've always been, you know, real critical of Westbrook. And a lot of it's been because of my relationship with Kevin. I feel like. You got maybe the best scorer ever to live on your team, and you managed to take more shots than him. And Consistently, that that baffles me. But he's he's gotten a lot better about that. He he's been, you know, conscious. Maybe because the whole triple double thing. He's, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, right, 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 he, right. He's not. He's a lot more under control than he used to be. I don't like the you know the acting, trying to get fouls thing. I hate that. But he's been a lot more under control lately, and I've been you know I've been you know a big fan of his. You know, over the last two years, he's he's grown he's grown up a lot. There's still a lot of him, you know, there. He's grown up a lot. I, lo- I love Russell. Do you, in terms of, do you think you can win with him? You think OKC can win with him? You think him yeah, and Kevin man, as constituted can win? They're still young. I mean, that team they got, like I say, it took it took some shots for them to lose. They could easily, not maybe not easily, but the road be, even beating San Antonio enough was was a big accomplishment for them. And taking the Warriors to a game seven where they're up, you know, in game six and it should have been over at that point. And like I said, it just took some magic, you know, for, for the Warriors to win. And it took a lot of people from the outside disrespecting and, you know, waking them guys up by being disrespectful. And I, I feel like they played well enough to win. I mean, even with, even with the turnovers at the end, you know, of game six and they, they still could have won. I feel a lot different about what Kevin sh- Kevin should do now than I did one month ago. Uh, exactly. You, you know what I mean? I think a month ago it was just like, yo, these guys just don't get it. Gotta They're go. never going to get gotta it. Got to go, right? And yeah. you got to go. Like you're not, you know, when you asked me before, I was like, they don't have a shot, especially yeah. when they kept getting blown out yeah. by um, the Warriors in the yeah. regular season games. Yeah. And at one point in time, they were losing to all of the um, the top teams. Yeah. You know, the regular season. And I was like, you know what? The boy doesn't get it. They're not going to win. He might as well pack his bags and go. Then that San Antonio series after game two, when Russell said, you know, I, I took too many shots mm-hmm. and then they went and won all the games in a row. Then they beat the hell out of Golden State two times, got the first game in Golden State. And I was like, OK, this right. this this is what we've been asking for. Right. And man. that was big for Russell because he's never openly admitted, admitted to that. Right. And once he said that, I'm like, that's good for him. And at that point, when we saw it. That team for for four games for a four or five game stretch when you take the last three games of the San Antonio series and the first two games of Golden State, we saw what we've been asking for, what this team could look like firing on all cylinders and sharing the ball. Mm-hmm. And if now my thinking, if KD, if I'm KD and I'm looking at this, 
this is a good, like, I don't think you're going to find. Now, the thing you just said gives me something to think about. Yeah. But if I'm KD, like, oh, no, 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 we, we got a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, there's one or two shots that we changed in this series. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about OKC going to the NBA Finals right now. You know what I mean? So I got a funny feeling. We'll get into this later when we talk about predictions. But let's say Golden State, just for the sake of it, goes out there and beats beats Cleveland in five games, six games. And then you have to look at that and say, we gave that team, the championship team, right. the biggest threat that they had, and we had them on the ropes. Well, we already talked about how, how unfair it is, the road. The road they would have had to take to get there is is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, and Cleveland just kind of cruises its way there. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of cruises. Kind, you could just say cruises. Yeah. Uh, just, just cruises there. So, I feel better now. I again completely blindsided me with the San Antonio thing, and 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 I'm, I'd have to see it because I really would say what Kawhi Leonard, the numbers say he's a good scorer and he has gotten better. Mm-hmm. I, I still am not really gonna call him that Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant type score, and and I, and I don't even know if he's a see. if if. Steph Curry's going to have Klay Thompson as his Batman. I, I'm not sure that Kawhi Leonard as your Batman is going to cut I'm it. definitely okay with Kawhi or Lamarcus as my Batman. See, the thing the thing with, with Russell, Robin. Robin, whatever. Right, right, right. Well, with Russell and, and, um, and Kevin on the same team, the root of their games is one-on-one basketball. So at the end of the day, both of them, you know, they, they, they got to work so hard to get them buckets while – you know what, what, what? Um, the Warriors—they're always moving without the ball. You know, Steph don't even bring the ball in the court a lot of the times. He's passing it up, going off screens and moving. Same with the same with the Spurs. You know, them guys—they not—they not working that hard. You know, for for their buckets because they got plays in the system that puts them in a position where they're going to get good shots. So I'm I'm really curious to see, you know, how Kevin how Kevin could play. With a, with a, a with a, a team or a point guard that knows they got to get the ball to him, like a, like Chris Paul, like you know playing with a pass first point guard. Yeah, so it'd it yeah. be interesting to see mm. what what he's capable of doing. I'm, I'm definitely with you in terms of if I'm sitting down today and I'm and I'm in the the room in the KD camp and we start looking at. It, I think it's for the first time it's a real interesting debate. I think a month ago the narrative was easy. We're leaving and we're gonna right. find you. A, a good team and you're going to join a good team and right. the good, and the good team is going to be built around right. you. Today, it, it, it almost is like if we, we got a taste of it, you know, mm-hmm. we got a taste of what we have right here. And then it was like as soon as we started to get the champagne bottles mm-hmm. out and put them on ice, it was like went right back to what we knew. It went right back to yeah. the Cantor getting five touches yeah. and Adams getting, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and you say to yourself, like, man, if we could just do that, if we could do that, for so much. I mean, it's kind of like think about how many times like before Phil got there and Shaq and Kobe just or you know Kobe every year Shaq was getting eliminated in four games or and it's like but you got you got a taste of it and you're like man if these two could work together it could be epic. Yeah. And then Phil got them to work together and and it was epic. It was three three trips in a row and four um finals appearances in a row. And you know one of the best eras in basketball. You know, in terms of that that team right there. But with, so, the, with them, is just kind of different because you you dealing with a center, center and a guard, a big man in a yeah. So you so you throwing the ball in the shack and Shaq's getting forties and twenties, and and Shaq's not a selfish player at all. So it, it's different. But when it's you easier got, for him to defer. Yeah, yeah. Got when, you. when you got you know them guys, you know shooting, 
you know, Russell settling for jump shots, you know, Kevin shooting jump shots, and nobody's on the t- nobody's posting up on the team. At all. At and, all. And then when you when you take and I, I thought Ibaka started to play a little better, but you know, I'm a Cantor fan. If them shots that they're, them shots that they are missing, Cantor playing more minutes, he's cleaning that up. I agree, and, so, and I feel like there's more weapons and we've been saying it all year and it went back to it. Um Golden State, the thing when I was watching those first three games, Golden State I'm pretty sure if there was a stat, passes the ball more than any other team in the NBA, yeah. with the exception of maybe the Spurs. Same thing. They're, yeah. they're the only two teams. So, I mean, by a lot, too. I mean, by a lot. They passed the ball, passed the ball, passed mm-hmm. the ball. Now, I feel like what they ran into in the problem where OKC was the problem with that is that while they passed the ball so much, OKC is so long mm-hmm. that those passing lanes. So, that's why you're watching, you know, on a, on a Golden State possession, there's seven passes and the yeah. seventh pass gets deflected. Yeah. You're seven flat because, you know, Kevin's seven feet. Mm-hmm. Stacey Adams. And, and you just have all these surges out there, all these long wingspanned people. And it felt like where Golden State was playing their ball in terms of moving the ball, it was like a, just a little too much passing because these passing lanes are a lot, are, are, are smaller yeah. now with all these guys. Yeah. You know, so I feel like they, they made an adjustment. Now here's the thing that was very intelling and impressive to me about Golden State is that while Clay Thompson is going through epic, having an epic quarter of his life and game of his life and whatever the case may be, he came back on himself. And he's the hottest thing, you know, damn near anybody's ever seen. When the game gets down to it, he willingly said, go ahead, get him, boss. You know, it was like, it's like the little brother's been beating him up, beating him up, yep. beating him up. Yep. And then he's like, big bro. Handle it. Yep. And, and it wasn't like yep. begrudgingly and it wasn't, yep. he had the confidence in himself and still had the confidence in Steph. Absolutely. And I thought that was Absolutely. beautiful to see Absolutely. when he came down and just was like, get him. And Absolutely. Steph was like, bump, next trip down, Clay threw it right back to Steph, bump. And while Steph, while all the talk is about Steph, uh, Clay Thompson hitting 11 threes or what, how many threes it was, Steph hit the two at the end yeah. and Clay gave them to him. Yeah. With no hesitation and no mm-hmm. and no nothing, and you would love to see that Westbrook would never if if Russell Westbrook hit eleven three pointers in a game, not a shot in hell anybody seeing that ball. <laughs> right. You, you know, I mean, like good luck to you. He could have five people on him, and Kevin Durant could be standing there by himself, and he's like, I don't know if you've heard, I hit eleven of these. Kevin takes nineteen shots in a game seven, and hits ten of them. If you're going to go out, go out, I need I need him to go out. You know, with, with more than 19 shots, especially if he's shooting in percentage, he's shooting. Okay, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. So I just wonder what would, um, I, I, the San Antonio thing was good. The San Antonio thing was good. But and they're good though. OKC's good. They're good and they're young. Now, once, once, you know, they got to pay Russell again and pay Kevin again and pay Cantor, I'm not Cantor, but pay, um, Adams. You know, we'll see if they have enough money for all that. I definitely don't think they're going to do And Waiters. Waiters, you're going to have to see Waiters, too. He played, he played, you know, he had a really decent, I think um, you can, pretty good, pretty good playoff. I think you can replace Waiters, though. I think there's a good amount of guys out there who can, who can play and get that. And, you know, do what he does. Not Wait, to take Waiter anything away from right him. right in the game and make, and makes, and made things happen. He was the reason they even beat the Spurs. Yeah. And we also got a little, a little less of him. It's just when you watch OKC at times, it's while the two of them are great and there's, that's not even up for debate. Mm-hmm. You, you just get not enough of everybody else. You watch the Golden State game, and these are the two best shooters in the world. Mm-hmm. Yet we still get heavy doses of Eagle Dollar, mm-hmm. most Bates, mm-hmm. lots of Livingston, yeah. lots of um, Harrison Barnes and, and Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. You know, with the two greatest shooters in the world, there's still enough shots for Draymond, still enough shots for Eagle Dollar. Draymond ain't hit many of them. 
No, he didn't. But he got his shots. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that he didn't. And that's another player I want that's kind of interesting. And I want to get back to that in terms of when we switch over to the Golden State time. All year long, we've been hearing about how Draymond is so much better. And, you know, they've been telling us, A1 was even something. Me and you both kind of like, you know, right place, right time. And he's the engine, and, you know, everybody makes that team, makes that team go. I want, for all this talk about Draymond being the engine, when, if you want to call him the engine, I don't know what you're calling Steph Curry, but you see when Steph Curry was down and he wasn't working? Mm-hmm. How did Harrison Barnes look? How did Iguodala look? How did uh, uh, Draymond Green look? You know, when Steph was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if he was healthy, not healthy, whatever the case may be, but when Steph was not himself and he was not hitting shots from everywhere, Draymond Green and them boys are looking like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really like, do that. It's like you say, them guys, you got them, all them guys out there, long arms, tall, and, and, and they can move their feet and run. How is Draymond going to, you know, be effective? I mean, he still be wide open. <laughs> right. I mean, he can knock down shots sometimes, but he's not the greatest shooter. But nope. then he's, now he's reluctant to shoot. So he passes up on a shot and try to drive and is getting blocked because he's not really Offensively skilled like that. I mean, he's bingo. He, he can pass. Bingo. Shoot decent. He's bingo. Undersized. He plays hard, but guys trying to tell me this year he's better than Lamarcus Aldridge. He's better than Blake Big Griffin. Big names. Big names. He's the Different. best power forward in the league. I'm like, you guys are disrespectful. Blake Griffin. Definitely Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. <laughs> you know. So I mean, and Kevin, Kevin Love. People were saying right. that too. Right. And, and again. Before you start talking, nobody's saying Draymond Green isn't good at what he does. Yeah. All right, which is, I don't know what he does. But <laughs> the thing is, is that nobody's saying that. So it's not that, but, but what we're saying is all this, we, we have been saying all year long, you know, you put him in a different situation and it's a different situation. Yeah. And we got a little peek of what Draymond Green looks like when he's not on a team that's on fire. Right. And it was ugly. Right. And, and, and if you notice, it's no, it's no, uh, surprise. Steph Curry had, a lot of bad quarters and three big, bad games, essentially, almost. When Steph Curry was down, you saw the only person who was still getting their own buckets and doing their own thing was Clay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. so it was like, yo, our leader's down, and everybody else was like, well, I, let us know when he's back up, <laughs> and then we'll do something. Clay's like, I'm going to get my buckets because that's what I do. I can mm-hmm. score on this team or any other team you put me on. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the rest of the guys, and Iguodala's like, you know, I've, I already tried that. Like, I, like, I just go in and play defense. Now, Eagle had some huge strips. He did. Some huge strips. But offensively, no. And, and it's like all season long, I remember one of the shows and I was like, man, this team is really, really good. You know, they're put together and you were like, I don't know so much about that. You remember you were like, everybody's getting really high on these players. I'm like, oh, you know, this guy looks great. That guy looks great. This guy is amazing. And then it was like, Many of them guys, they can't, they can't really create shots for themselves like that. But their offense is so free flowing, and they moving constantly without the ball. And Steph is drawing so much attention off screens. Them guys be out there wide open, and you're still a professional basketball player. You can make a wide open shot. Absolutely, like I said when we started off, when you got guys who are running to the three point line on fast breaks, I mean that just opens up for everybody mm-hmm. else, and everybody else is just shooting wide open shots, and you know crowds in, and it's all of that, and mm-hmm. it's a, and it's. It's and moving. They're unselfish. Yeah, they're and, unselfish. And, and it's and it's moving, and they're confident in you. You know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are saying, "Here, Harrison, get some shots. Here, Livingston, get some shots." They you don't know? care. I don't think they care at all who, who scores. scores. Right, it doesn't matter. And that's that's like how the Spurs is. Yeah, nobody nah, cares. No, nah, and even when Clay was on fire, at no point in time did you see Steph looking like, "Oh man, let me join you." You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, "Bro, yeah. get him." 
Yeah, I mean, he kept down, get him. And he, and you know, he just kept saying, like, you feeding him, like, yo, you're mm-hmm. hot, go, go for it. And if he, had, if he had hit every bucket from there, right. Steph right. Curry would have been just fine with that. Right. You know what I mean? And, and again, even when he, he, he defers to everybody, you know what I mean? He lets these guys have theirs. And, and that's just not what you get from in OKC. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of heat checks, especially when they're like slightly warm. Mm-hmm. This, this, the heat checks start coming. You, you know what I mean? So I, I really felt like that was a peek into, who a lot of these players were. And when everybody was bashing Golden State and, and Steph Curry, to me, I thought it was more telling that when Steph Curry wasn't at the top of his game, the rest of the, 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 the Warriors looked like Steph Curry and a bunch of guys who can't play without Steph Curry. You got something there you saw? Um, yeah. Um, Chester says, um, Draymond is a great, is great at the role he plays, but when he has to step out of his role, he can't live up to the moment. I mean, I, I agree with that. Draymond Green is a great third option. He's a professional third option. It's not, it's not, that's not a bad thing. Juwan Howard was a great third option. The Bullets tried to pay him like a number one option, and they were thoroughly disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, you get him next to Weber and one other guy, he's a, if Juwan Howard is your third best player, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, if you're going to make him your number one option, what you're going to get is 16 and 8 and a lot of losses. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But hell, if you look, you know, if Juwan Howard is your third best guy, and Juwan Howard's better than Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, scoring-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that scoring-wise, you know what I mean? He, he can at least lead a t- – you can legit lead a team in scoring. The team won't win anything. Right. But but you know what I mean? You get the point that I'm saying. Yeah. So Draymond Green is a third option, and I don't I don't think uh, that's a bad thing to say. He's a third option on a damn good team. Yeah. And, and they, give him, they give him plenty of opportunity to, you know, to get his stats up. Like I say, Steph, if Steph wanted to really average 10 assists, he can but what he does is, go ahead, Draymond, you get these assists, I'll run off these screens and just shoot. Mm-hmm. He could just pick and roll all day and get assists if he tried. Absolutely. He brings the call. The, the, I mean, this whole idea that he brings the call, ball up the court, they make it sound like he's breaking the press or something. Right. You know, I mean, they hand him the ball, he runs up the court, right. and then throws it to one of these guys coming off of the screen. Right. You know, that, get a hand off or pass to somebody who's just going to shoot. Shoot a contested shot and still make it. And that's your assist. And that's your, and that's yours assist. That's, I mean, that's your assist. The guy could shoot a contested shot from half court. Yeah. And you get the assist on it as if you somehow did something to, to aid him in that. But he, but he does, he does play good in his role, but you know, sometimes he, he, he feel like, okay, now I earn, I earn more, you know, than what my old role was. Now I can be, you know, the triple double guy. Now I need some, some post touches and that's not really, I don't want him doing that. Yeah. Nah, absolutely. Abs- abs- yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. So now. Going in, I'm trying to think. There was something else I wanted to say, but I guess we we said everything about it. I, I really want to be interested to see what happens with this um Kevin thing. He does have the option to sign because the money isn't this year; it's next year. Next year. So I mean, he could just sign a one year deal and do this all over but again. That's, that's what a lot of people are. I'm hearing that they they think he should sign a one year this year, and then next year he'll be he'll be a ten year bet at that point. So then he can sign for two hundred and twenty eight million. Yeah. Wrong time, son. You was in the wrong. You you born like five, six years too early, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, you know how much better our lives would have been, DJ, if you got two hundred twenty-five million, man. Yeah, you know man. how much better our lives would have been, man. Hey, man, I can imagine what type of house I would have if they gave you two hundred twenty-five million, man. I'd be eating really good, man. That that that's that's what I'm thinking when I hear that. Like, damn, DJ, let me down. <laughs> Damn, DJ Liv, I need to find better friends, man. I got to find better friends. Um, going forward, Cleveland. Cleveland. 
Now we got the series. Yeah. That's what they've been, that's what they've been asking for. You know, they tried to, um, say that the Warriors got an asterisk by their championship last year. So here we have it. And this is what, so I, I wonder what the narrative would be if they run. Here's something, and I already know your answer, actually. I had a large debate about this yesterday. I came outside and, and a group of guys were over here yesterday and they said, Mark, are you impressed with LeBron making six straight finals? To which I asked them the question, in that six years, in those six trips to the finals, just name me the best team LeBron beat. Just name me whoever the best team was. Of course, nobody had an answer. You know, it was a whole lot of, you're a LeBron hater, you're a LeBron hater. And let me, let me just put it out there. I said, before we mentioned the LeBron hate and, and all of that, I have no problem saying LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. I have no problem saying that. Now, if you're asking me, there's a lot of things about LeBron that impress me. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what doesn't impress me. Or it, like when I list the things that does impress me, that's not high up there, like him making the conference, him making the championship out of the Eastern Conference. Um, I mean, when you when you say it like that, I get where you're coming from because I'm thinking like six straight finals. You know, that's impressive. But then when you when you think about his road to get there, it's like what other team should have or could have stopped him. Be- because let me put it this way, DJ. Like I said to them. If it's six straight, I'm going to tell you something. I got a crystal ball here. It's going to be seven straight, too. Right? Like they're, they're going back next year. You know, that. Yeah. yeah. They are. You know what I mean? So, again, and then Price said a lot of people don't do. I said like, they were supposed to go to those finals. Every single year since he joined Miami, every single team that he's been on is supposed to go to the finals. Now, Price's point was, he says, everybody doesn't always do what they're supposed to do. That I will agree with you on. Mm-hmm. So, from, like, if we want to go on that, that he did what he was supposed to do all the time, that's fine. But to me, it was like I said, at the beginning of the year, we ranked the teams, and Vegas ranks the teams, and there's going to be seven or eight teams that have a real legit shot to win the tournament. Have they Have they been to a game seven in the Eastern Conference yet? Did Indiana take them to a I believe game Indiana had one. I know they had at least the game six, but like I said, Granger was out. And I think at the beginning – at the, the, the tail end of that Boston era, when Boston still had the big three with Garnett, mm-hmm. Pierce, and um, Ray, mm-hmm. I, I believe the Heat. They, they, they did. The Heat. I think they did. When they were starting theirs yeah. was the end. Because remember, that's when it, when he right. he said he said um that's the reason I came here. When yeah, they, they did. Because I was like, why would Ray go there? He was just one game away from beating these guys. We'll make it because I mean he knew them yeah. boys was done. But um, you know so. Again, when you have seven teams, going back to what we were saying last week, that have a chance to win the title, and six of them are on one side of the bracket, and the same team keeps making it, you know, I, I said no, not really. I mean, and now, because here's my thing is, the Heat are one of the best teams, and they're in a bracket with a bunch of teams that aren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they made, they made six trips to the, to the, to the finals out of the Western Conference, I'd be more than impressed. I said it's the greatest feat, you know. <laughs> I just say that, that that's astounding. But at no point in time can I think of we have when is the last time LeBron entered a playoff series where you thought he was he shouldn't have won. And and that's not necessarily even about LeBron. It's just the competition. So my neck, the reason I'm saying I'm not impressed has nothing to do with LeBron. It's I feel like I feel like the basketball world this year would have been better if they put Cleveland in the Western Conference and just did away with the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. 
<laughs> you know, I'm like, just don't even host them. Just you guys go over there and just cancel this uh, playoff. You know, <laughs> call call it the the big tournament and the little tournament. You know what I mean? And like the same way they do in college basketball. And they're like this year's NIT champion, the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you get a candle. You know what I mean? Here you go, guys. There's a candle. <laughs> you know, be on your way. The the real tournament is on. The game is on Sunday. You guys play on Saturday night. You know that that sort of thing right there. Like, and and it's again, it's not about Cleveland. My my thing is not about Cleveland. It's not about LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's about the East. But the thing about that is, and kind of kind of about what what Price said to you yesterday, we have upsets. Mm-hmm. You know, we got you know the the old Warriors who beat Dallas, and um, then Nuggets ups, upset um. Who's that? The Sonics one year. Things happen. The Sonics, yes. Yeah, things happen. Sometimes. They do. And that's, and that's about, that was about that Seattle team collapsing, mm-hmm. led by your man, George Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, when that Milwaukee happened, that was about your man, led by George Carl. I don't know if you'll mm-hmm. notice, but a lot of these collapses have, have George Carl involved in them. <laughs> a lot of them do. These are for, you know, the first time Dream Team lost, George Carl was the coach. Uh, you know, just a coincidence, maybe, but he's, he's, his name has a lot of firsts next to it. No team has ever, until George Carl got a hold of the team, no team has ever been num- the number one seed at the All-Star break and missed the playoffs. George Carl said, watch. <laughs> watch. Who, who can't? Remember Marky Box lost like every game down there after the All-Star break and, and, and still missed the playoffs? Like, wow. Only George Carl could do that. Something he, uh, he offers. But um, the point was, so, so I said to Price when we were having this discussion, I said, let's imagine Oak Hill Academy, right? They are considered one of the best teams every single year, and they should be. Everybody on that team is going to Division One, and nine times out of ten, four of the starters are going to the NBA. Let's just say you just dropped Oak Hill into the PG basketball circuit, and they were playing Roosevelt. They were playing uh, Parkdale. And I said, and now they won the division five years in a row. Would you be like, wow, that is impressive. No, okay, fine. That's the math. I said PG County. I didn't say the math is in DC. But I said, would you be impressed, or would you say all their players are better than mine? So no, that's not impressive. No. And and, and he was like, I mean, I guess you got. You would say I, when I, I came watch your game, I wouldn't be like, damn, you just keep losing. Okay, He'd be like I don't know if you notice, but everybody on their team is better than us. Yeah. Like, oh, but it's still impressive. Or no, wait, it's not impressive because they're all better than you. you. You know what I mean? So and again, LeBron players on these teams that are super stacked. And his team is built for the Western Conference in terms of talent-wise. Mm-hmm. you know. So I, I didn't find that that impressive. But anyway, go back to what we're going to see now. What's your prediction? Um, I'm going to say Warriors in seven again, six or seven. Um, as good as, as, good as, um, as, good as Cleveland is and, and, and as good as they've been playing. I mean, I would love, I would love for Cleveland to win because my friend is their coach. But um, just going off in the regular season, um, they they beat Cleveland pretty easily with their whole mob together. Now they've been playing better in the playoffs than they they did in the regular season. Better versus the Pistons, the Hawks, and the Raptors. Just I mean, just the hitting them shots. You know, all the threes they've been hitting, and they just feel like they've clicked and they got even in the press conference they they like each other more now. They just got more of a you know, a unity than they did before. And that's important. I think it's ugly. It's hard hard to pick. It's hard to pick against. It's hard to pick against the Warriors. I see. We've seen so much turmoil from this Cleveland team already. Mm -hmm. And it seems, you know, winning cures everything. And so when 
when they're winning these 17 in a row or this and that, then everybody's happy. As soon as Cleveland loses one game, damn near two games in a row, mm-hmm. finger pointing everywhere. That's me. I, I you know, I, Kevin Love, are we using him enough? Are we not using him enough? Why mm-hmm. am I here? Ky, you know, LeBron's asking Kyrie, oh, how the hell are you a point guard with one assist? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Thompson, where are you at? You know, and, and, and it becomes, and that's what happens after two, two or three laws, you know what I mean? Every time. And what happens if they go down 0-2? And, and, and then everybody, and in those first two games, Kyrie has 50 points and one assist. And, well, and LeBron well, says, gotta, Kevin Love doesn't feel like he's involved enough. Like, I, I just. You gotta adjust. I mean, that's what basketball is. That's what, that's what happens in these series. If they go down 0-2, they gotta go back to the drawing board and figure out what's wrong and fix it. I, I feel like, here's where I'm gonna go is that there's one guy on Cleveland that I trust in terms of mentally being built for the playoffs. And there's 10 of them. On Golden State. You, you, you know what I mean? Like these guys, what they just did by coming back from three to one lets you know. And that was another thing that nobody addressed in the chat. You see how, like, remember all this talking about how Steph Curry was mentally weak? Mentally weak, mentally weak, mentally weak. He's not built for that. How's that for you? He was everything weak after, after the game, at the game, um, four. Yeah. He was, he was the worst player yeah. ever lived, right? Yeah. He was the worst player ever lived. Um, but it was, he was mentally weak and he's, and that was another thing he said, and they said it, you know, we're not going out like this. When it was like, yeah, you guys about to just go home. He was like, nah, yeah. trust me. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you could just see the confidence in him. It's game five and they win. They still got two more games to win. And he's screaming. We're not going home. Yeah. We're nope. not. And, and it's like, dude, you still got to win two more games, but he's still that confident. And, and I, and I, and I, the thing is, I don't really, I still, I still feel like Cleveland is a soap opera. Like watching it over there. I mean, we're still yet. Kevin Love. Is there ever been, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of any other player where the range on him has been so up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, three years ago, we were calling him top five players in the NBA. Right. Uh, two years ago, we're wondering if he belongs in the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 the, and then this year we've heard, you know, this is the Kevin Love we expected. Then we heard mm-hmm. Kevin Love is, is a joke. He's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Then we heard Kevin Love's not interested. Then we heard, you know, finally Kevin Love's on right track. And it's like, it's every, all up and down, up and but down. Man, Nobody knows. Some things happen when you, especially when you're a jump shooter, you don't, sometimes you miss. It happens. And then if you got Kevin Love missing shots, then you got Shannon Fry who can't miss. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to play him. You know, and Kevin's okay. Sit down. You know, it's <laughs> right. okay. We, right. we, we, we got one goal. It's to win a championship. But see, I think is, I think, I think that's going to be the narrative. We're going to be hearing, I'm glad you said that. I think there's going to be a narrative of Kevin's missing jump shots. Shannon isn't. We need to play him. Then what we're going to start hearing about is the plus minus when Kyrie's on the floor mm-hmm. versus when Deladova's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? It's going to be, you know, when Kyrie's on the floor, you know, we were down 10. We put in Deladova and we won on a 14-0 run. You know, the team runs better than, We'll start hearing that. Or, then it's going to start hearing about, you know, do we need JR's firepower or do we need Iman Shumper's defensive, uh, specialty? Do we need Tristan Thompson or do we need, uh, what's the big boy, the uh, white guy, Mozgov, uh, you know, or do we need Verajal? And, and, and I think you're just going to start hearing all that stuff because one, the best defenders on Cleveland are their worst offensive players. So then you're going to start getting into the, you know, Deladova does a better job on Steph Curry, but he can't score a lick. Mm-hmm. Jr. Uh, Amon Shumper does a better job on Klay Thompson, but he can't score a lick. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and that, and I think, and then it's you know we have Tristan Thompson out there, so you can't put Tristan Thompson, Deladova, and Amon Shumper on the floor at the same time because nobody's scoring, especially not with LeBron, because mm-hmm. LeBron needs shooters. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So I, I think there's just so much. Cleveland, Cleveland has a really good team. We, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Tyler, they do. Tyler Wise, Cleveland, as, as far as the whole 12, Cleveland might got the best team. You know, they got three of the top 10 players we talked about when we went over the last, the top 10 of the last four teams that were left over. Cleveland has three of them. Suha said people have no loyalty. What's up, Miss Suha? How you doing, dear? The, uh, what is the best lineup for you for the Cleveland? Because I just named a whole bunch of different, um, scenarios. Um, the best lineup, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, like I said, I, I want to hear whether you're doing the offense or defensive sort of thing. The the best lineup is the lineup that they start with, with um Kyrie, Jr., LeBron, um Kevin, and and Tristan. Now you can you can you can make it interesting, and then and and throw um Shane and Fry in there for um for Tristan. And put Kevin at the five, or you can throw in another. Put defender. Kevin at the five, or let Shannon play the five. Shannon play the five. Yeah, okay. Or then you can, you know, you can put Braun at four, and maybe bring in Shumper or bring in Delhi for defense. Have LeBron play the four, play have Kevin play the five. I mean, they can switch it up. They have a they have a pretty pretty deep team. They do, and, and sometimes that's uh you know when you have too many options. Mm-hmm. It, it comes back to hurt you, you know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And I feel like that happened a lot. with, say like Kentucky in college basketball was like you got ten guys who can start literally, and you don't know what the hell you're doing because mm-hmm. you know, versus other guys like listen, I got seven guys who can play basketball, and I'm playing seven guys. Period. My decision's mm-hmm. really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he he does. Why it sounds crazy to be like Deladova uh, and Kyrie Irving are not even on the same planet. You're going to see numbers wise the effect of the team. Mm-hmm. It's a better team statistically when Deladova's on the floor. So then you ask yourself, are we really going to be sitting Kyrie Irving for Deladova? That sounds stupid. No, I can't do that. Right. Until you look up and like I said, Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry's doing whatever it is he feels like with Kyrie Irving. And, and uh, Bradley well, he, Beal came out and said that he said that Deladova was the best perimeter defender that he played against. Now, well, what he's going to do well, Deladova can guard more so guys like a Bradley Bill who doesn't handle the ball as well as his stuff. So, cause he's going to, you know, get into you and hold you and follow mm-hmm. you. But when you got stuff who's that shifty who can, you know, go either way, it's going, he can't move his feet like that. You can't do that much holding cause he's going to be at the rim. Right. But he also is, is all up in you. You can't do the clear out and da 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 toast. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, he's, he's here with, he's yeah, not he, even he, yeah. from, from the, from the making you come up to get the ball yeah. in the inbound. Pass. He's going to make it hard. He's yeah. going to make it hard on him. Yeah. He's going to make it hard for you to even get the ball yeah. to, to get into that situation. Right. And when you add the fact that he could care less about offense and he's not doing it, his 100% job and energy going in there is to harass you. Right. Like literally harass you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas though Kyrie's job is to embarrass you. That's what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, I feel like Cleveland, while yes, very good team. A lot of options, not so sure if that's, if that's, when you're trying to find, figure out what's going to happen. That Channing Fry, Kevin Love thing is going to be interesting to watch because I said it when they brought him in. This is why they brought him. Mm-hmm. It's to come out there, stretch the floor, mm-hmm. and shoot some threes. Mm-hmm. Kevin doesn't hit his shots. They're going to sit him down. Right. And I, didn't, I didn't know he was going to hit threes like this. But I, I owned him. Only, I'm not going to claim to say I watched him, but I owned him in fantasy for three years. He's my steal every year. Nobody pays attention to him. The dude is good for two to three threes a game for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Might not be meaningful games or anything, mm-hmm. but the guy could shoot that, that I do know. And he's legit 6'10, 6'11, mm-hmm. and he stretches the floor and he can shoot three. He ain't gonna do anything else, not putting the ball on the floor, not doing anything else, but I do know that he gets threes and he can block some shots because he's extremely long on the perimeter. 
You, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's going to be interesting. The Golden State thing, if Clay, earlier in the Oklahoma City series, Steph, I don't care what anybody says, and he said, and Steph and Curry said, they both said he was fine. He didn't look like Steph Curry. So I don't know what wasn't right. You know, his shots looked short. Um, you know, it didn't look right. Once he got back going and Clay looks even better now, Clay looks like he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. If this Clay Thompson that we've seen carries over into this, into the finals, good night. I, I, good night. I think it's going to be a good series, man, because Cleveland, Cleveland's, they've been playing well. They haven't had the competition that Golden State has, but they've been playing pretty good. The, the one player on each team, that's the X factor. That's swing. That's the swing. That you say if this person, well, for Golden State, I mean, it it can be it can be a different person every night. It could be. So I can't I can't say you know it's Harrison Barnes or it's Iggy or it's Levinson or Spates or somebody because it's probably going to be all those guys at one point in time. Well, we're going to get I guess I'd imagine we're going to go back to getting thirty minutes of Iguodala. Iguodala started last night. Yeah, well, that's probably. I mean, he's he's the Finals MVP, right? He's the reigning Finals MVP. So I guess I guess he has to go out there and start and and get on LeBron. Um, so you can get heavy doses of him. I, I guess maybe it comes down to whether he's going to make his wide open shots that they allow him to shoot this year. Um, to me, J.R. Smith, in terms of Cleveland, J.R. Smith, if 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 Cleveland is going to run with Golden State and score, they're going to need threes, and J.R. Smith is. A very, 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 very poor man's version of Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. But when he's hot, which is just not that often, as or excuse me, as often, like he is one of those guys who can do twenty points in the quarter. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so it becomes, and he could also score twenty points for the week. You know, he's he's just as likely to score twenty points in a quarter as he to score twenty points in a week. Yeah. So, what J.R. Smith are we going to get? No, nobody, nobody knows. knows right? It's just a it's just a fact. If Shots are going in. I mean, I feel like Jr. has been more consistent of late or, or since he's been in Cleveland than he has, you know, for his career. Well, mostly this year because he kind of disappeared last year, you know, in the, in the finals. In the finals, he did. Yeah, but, but he, his is the year that the Knicks went to the playoffs. He had a really good year. Yeah, yeah, like that's when, and then he paid, and then he got paid, and then the next year he was god awful, mm-hmm. and that's what that's how he found himself in Cleveland. Right, but go ahead. Um, but but well, we don't know. He's a shooter. All you gotta do is take his shots. They go in or they don't. If they're not going in, you gotta find something else, you know, to do. He's been better on defense. Um, I think Jr's very more mature than you know he's been. And I, I like I like what I'm saying from Jr. And is there? Tell me, give me your give me your breakdown of give me some insight of what you think is going to happen in a nutshell before we get out of here in the finals in this matchup here, game wise. You know, do you see it as a both teams? Everybody wins at home. Two, then two, then one and one. Do you see? That's that's. I mean, it's it's hard to predict things like that because you 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 just don't know. I can't I can't say you know Steph and Clay gonna hit them shots that they were hitting the last few games, or you know Jr is gonna make a shot over LeBron's even hitting or not. You know, it just mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a you know a good series, and I don't think. They're all going to win at home, though. I think. I think. Yes, somebody's going to get a game in each each of their homes. Okay. And what are you looking for from Kyrie? That's. I'm also Kyrie and Kevin Love. Two huge question marks. Yeah, Kyrie. I feel like there's no question marks on Golden State, really. Um, Draymond's been a question mark. 
I mean, he's, no, he's been bad. He's been bad. He's but, been, but he's done his, you know, just his tough, you know, hard nose thing. He just hasn't hit shots. Right. So here's the thing: bad Draymond Green is six point ten rebound. Mm-hmm. Good Draymond Green is twelve point twelve rebound. <laughs> you know what he I mean? Can, like, he, he can he can get you twenty. You know what I mean? Okay. Good Draymond can get you a triple double. Right. It just see now now is different because in a regular season, you know, they kind of like trying to like a Westbrook force him to get triple doubles just for the sake of records. And now, you know, they, they're trying to win. So, oh, that's out the, you know, the window. So his assist hasn't been, you know, like, like they were before. Okay. I mean, but he can control his rebounds. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, he's undersized, but he can go get the rebounds. Could you have him guarding in this series? Because it would be a waste to put him on Tristan Thompson. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. He goes to Kevin Love mm-hmm. and you're putting Clay on. Kyrie. Clay's on jail. Oh, Clay, Clay can go to Kyrie OJ. I think they'll start with, um, I think they'll start with, with Steph on Kyrie. And then really? they'll switch it to, they'll switch it to Clay eventually. Okay. And then, I guess, cause Steph on, on, uh, Shumpert or JR is not exactly a good look either. Steph, Steph can guard them guys. How tall is Shumpert? 6'4. Oh, I didn't think he was tall than that. Okay. That's only he's the same size as him. He just looks a lot bigger than him. Yeah, he could be six five, maybe. I don't think he's as tall as JR. Okay. Okay, it'll be, it, it, I got Golden State in top six. Top six. I, I'm, I have a lot of question marks about Kyrie. This is, this is his stage, and I'm, I'm as confident as, I'm as big a fan as anybody in terms of Kyrie mm-hmm. offensive game, and I think he's a spectacular player to watch. Maybe the best one on one player in the NBA. I just don't have much confidence in his ability to play winning basketball. I think we're going to see a completely different LeBron James than we've seen this entire playoffs. I think LeBron has been on cruise control, mm-hmm. waiting for today. You know, wait. Kyrie's been playing well enough where, whereas though he can afford to be on cruise control. And the Eastern Conference, absolutely. And, and, and I feel like he was kind of using, I feel like the he, LeBron used the, the Eastern Conference playoffs, the way NFL teams use the preseason football games. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's try this out. Let's try that one out. The third one is the dress rehearsal. You know what I'm saying? Try these out. Let's see what we're going to do. We're going to try this, whether, you know, whether it's going to be Fry or it's going to be Love. You know, let, let's see what's the best lineup, tinkering with this, get a little bit of that. And I, and I feel like now is, this is going to be his first playoff series. You know, like, let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens. And I expect to see, uh, much more focused LeBron dialed in and he got what he wants. He's got his, he's got his whole team healthy, his whole arsenal there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, let, let's get it. They're a good team. So they're it, a very good it, team. It, it, can, it can, it can go either way, really. We just, we, we haven't seen Golden State lose a series since last year. So it's, it's, it's easy, it's easy to, you know, pick Golden State. It is. And that, and that's the reason, you know, the, the old, the cliche that is what you want to say. Um, and what Rudy T said is actually, you know, when they said it, you never underestimate the heart of a champion. Mm-hmm. And what we just saw, as corny as it sounds, is a team down 3-1 coming back. And that's because they're the champions. Yeah. And they acted like it. Yeah. Like I said, they, they didn't, they didn't panic the whole time. And that was them guys and even most spaces like they, or he tweeted, they didn't see nobody win 73 before. Or they didn't see this before. They, now we're going to do this. Them guys were confident the whole time. And, and when you have, that talent, that commodity, like they, we haven't heard, we haven't heard of one outside of the lock, you know, one chink in the armor. 
And, mm-hmm. and you know what that means? Which is, does it mean that they have never had any arguments? No, that's not what it means. It means that the arguments, they're cool enough that it stays in house. Yeah. You know, so it's not, you're not going to be dumb to be like, everybody on the team likes each other. No, that's not, the biggest thing isn't that these teams have the arguments. It's that why is this stuff leaking? Mm-hmm. You know, so whether they disagree, I'm sure they get into just as many arguments as anybody else, but they're tight enough that it doesn't get out. You know, and in the press conferences, everybody's a fan of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you got a team that's that talented, chemistry's that good. Coaching appears to be that good, and they they're fighting their heart and their experience. Everybody on that team has won a title. Mm-hmm. I I can't bet against that. Yeah, I my can't thing bet against is just, that. My thing is, stop counting, stop counting these guys out. Stop counting guys out. I mean, you never champions. know. Just stop like, counting champions out. Not even champions. Just even even remember Toronto was basically counted out of the Miami series, and mm-hmm. you know they because they 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 put more fire into these teams. By, you know, the media and, you know, guys, you know, talking trash to the media, even with the media saying about these teams when they lose a game or two. What do you think about Russ's whole persona in terms of like the laughing at when asked about Steph's defense? We mm-hmm. wouldn't even ask, it was ask Kevin, the pregame dances, the, all these memes that, are, you know, the I don't have any friends join the play, you know, just this me, 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 attack, 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 mm-hmm. me versus the world sort of thing. It's just a part of who he is. I'm not a big fan of it. Just a part of who he is. I mean, everybody, everybody has their their ways about him. Good answer. Good answer. I agree. Not not a not a fan of it. And um, I feel like his game looks like it. The stuff that he says, mm-hmm. it matches the way he plays basketball. Right. You know, I me mean, when he says, "I don't, I don't have any friends. I'm just here." I, that's what you play like. Like you don't have any friends. You know what I mean? Like you play like you are worried about yourself and yourself worry. And you know when you say, "I'm not impressed with his defense," like I don't think you are. That's not, the, you see, I think he he hit some shots over our bigs, right? Like he doesn't, right? And like he plays like no, he has, it. don't switch. He has no respect for so so when he tells you like, "No, nah, I don't think Steph Curry is that good." Like that's how he goes out there and plays. Like, "Yo, this guy's not that good. I can do what he does." And he shoots the same shots. He attacks him, attacks him, attacks him, attacks him. So, I mean. That's who he is. That's who he is. I don't think it's act. It's not act. And um, that's that's what he is. All right. Anything you want to say? Any, anyone yet anything? DJ? Nah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I think by the time we have next show, they they play on Thursday and Sunday. Thursday and Sunday. All right. So, by the time we have next show, I think they probably play. No, then it's Wednesday. So, there'll be two games. Under our, under the belt by the time, and I'm predicting 2-0. It'll be real interesting. It'll be real, it'll be, but now, it gets to the one, one. I think it, it'll be 1-1. One, one. It goes to, I hope not, because that's now, remember, in the finals, it's 2-3-2. Two, two. Yeah, that's true. I, I hate that format. The 2-3-2, two, two. Yeah, because on that thing, it, it, I feel like it puts the pressure on the home team. They have to win those first two games. Two, no, the they, first, got, they got to steal one. Still one. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the pressure's on the the, the home team to win those first two because if you don't, you lose either one of those first two and then you have to go over there to play three games in a row. Now, now that being said, I think the Golden State team would be fine, mm-hmm. but that's not a good situation mm-hmm. to have to play three games in a row over there. So um, it'll be interesting, man. I do think that we're going to have a great series, and, and I think at the end of the day, we we just came off of that was an, that was as advertised. It was, it was, I mean, aside from, uh, you know, could have done without the two blowouts, you know, the 40 point L's, but, um, but that, all that did was just make it, make it more intriguing for the next mm-hmm. after three, one, mm-hmm. because like I say, everybody talking trash, talking, talking them out. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It was as advertised, and it was great. And the, that side of the spectrum has been great. The, you know, the Spurs, OKC, Golden State, three great teams and uh, great seasons, and a lot of great players and a lot of great coaches mixed in there. And then now I think at the end we're getting two of the top four teams at it because I'm not so sure that that uh, Cleveland's going to put up a better fight than OKC did. Well, if you put up a better fight, they'll win because there wasn't, you know, one more bucket here or there and, 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 and OKC would have won. So it's going to be a great finals. It's going to be a great finals. I'm looking forward to it and um, this is going to be awesome. So anybody, everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you miss any of the show, feel free to go on to the website, playersvoice.com. The show is on there um, and iTunes and the TuneIn app. You can also listen to the show. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the NBA Finals. And we will see you back here next week. Thank you.